0: Today on the show, we're talking about the future, the past, and if a famous basketball player was responsible for the death of his dad or not. More of this today on DC. Uh, thank you, ExpressVPN, for sponsoring us. If you visit expressvpn.com slash dude, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. We'll be hearing more for them later. But first, let me introduce my guest today. Zoom me out, camera person.
1: And there seems we go. Nick, and you know that.
2: <laughs> Below wow. me. I mean,
1: technically, you're the camera person because it's a webcam sitting on top of your monitor. Do
0: you not call the people in your head camera person or camera people?
1: is my first uh, question no. for you today. I call okay. them people with cameras. All right, well, joining my me My eyes t- are
2: my... Di- I was going to say, my eyes are my directors of photography.
0: <laughs> I got James and Elise joining <laughs> me today as... Um, I Hey.
2: <laughs> and Hang also, on, let me just change the shot. Let me just change the shot. <laughs> hey, Adam.
0: <laughs> and special guest, <laughs> Todd Mac. Hey, Todd.
3: Hey, let's go to the two-shot Elise's mm-hmm. eyes.
0: All right. Oh, God, they go in so many different directions. And I'm your host, Adam Kovic. I'll be saying the words and getting you through this entire fun, loving podcast. I want to I want to raise the spirits. I read an article today that said people are looking for uh, things that make them feel better about themselves. No idea why. Uh, We'll figure we'll come to some sort of conclusion. Usually I think people like tragedy. But uh, today we're going to try to make it we're gonna make it fun.
1: Are you guys okay with that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to get my maracas? Is this like
1: a new thing? Do we always, is this like a new thing that human beings want to have joy? I think so, yeah. I think we've had it too too
0: long and then something happened and now we want to be happy again. Um, Got it. Todd, we had you on the podcast a little while ago when we were in Austin. James and I, we did it with uh, you and Gus.
3: Yeah, that mm-hmm. charted. That was a uh, big. That was number one on the Billboard charts. That did episode. you say
1: charted?
0: It felt like it charted. <laughs> Char- yes, <sure>. Char- <laughs> charted. Well,
2: it, it charted pretty high.
0: Um, and we, I think we made one of the biggest faux pas in the industry where we had you on because we know who you are and we know of your breadth of work, but the audience did not. We never got to talk about that. So we're definitely going to be exploring that today on the show.
1: It. I think but we talked about it.
0: No, <laughs> we didn't. And if we did, I wasn't paying attention. So well, that's okay, probably yeah.
1: One of those scenarios is 100 percent true. So uh, I do um, want to, <laughs> I do want to bring
0: up this quick story uh, just because it does it does it has a little bit to do with the or it has to do with a little bit of the reflection of the world we're in today. But it it brought up some really interesting questions. So um, the other day I was I had to go pick up a package. I accidentally got a package delivered to the office instead of my house, and I know we're supposed mm-hmm. to be staying home. So. I made a drive and it was the first time I listened to a podcast in a long while. And I realized none of us are probably listening to podcasts right now, right? Which is like, because we're cool. just talking to an empty theater of skeletons, most likely. I'm
1: listening to more podcasts to than ever podcast. before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. And I'm not saying uh, that to be a contrarian. It's actually true. Is this oh.
2: anecdotal on your part?
1: Gotcha. It'll get, gotcha. <laughs> it'll get you there. get um, no. well, what this about is you? Actually,
3: I heard a, a specialist say that podcasts are way down. So I'm
2: back. Oh, they up are. On that one. I, I assume mm-hmm. most uh, they, people they listen are. to them in
0: their car these days. Or on their podcasts.
2: Commute. Podcast listening is down, but production is up because everyone's at home and being like I can make <laughs> oh, Enjoy. Um, I'm, I'm serious. Those are no, you're the right. So but, it's
3: like podcasts and yeah. oil. There's just a glut. Yeah. There's, but there's if, not enough. Uh, if Everyone
0: has reports. a podcast, and there's one listener per podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: Doing pretty good, right? <laughs> that's like that's like. Energy from nowhere. What's it called? Cold fusion. That's how you. That's how you make infinite energy. Um,
3: well, everybody could just listen to their own podcast.
0: Well, there you was. Um, I was listening to a New York Times uh, the Daily podcast, which I used to listen to on the Daily. And once the news kept coming, kind of becoming samey, I was like, ah, I'm not really into this. It's kind of really depressing. But they had this really interesting talk about the idea that moving forward in the future, there's going to be two class of people: the immune and the in- infected which I thought was really interesting. And they talked about how the immune will be the special breed, of person who will be, um, they'll have like a badge of honor placed upon them or it'll be like on an app, but like these people can fly. These people can perform surgeries. They're going to be the most valuable people to our society. The way I saw it was like X-Men if society didn't shun them and they actually love them. Um, so anyway, first of all, I thought that was interesting that mm-hmm. so we could have this uh, potential to- future.
2: To get clarification, the immune are people who, regardless of their contact with the virus, they are completely unsusceptible to it. This is what they're, we, they're we've at.
3: assumed that people who have gotten over it uh, right. are immune to it. They probably it, are for a while.
1: But here's the th- we're this is presuming what that there's only going to be one virus, this virus for yeah. the rest of time. It it like, definitely that's not how it works.
0: No, no, of course not. And they
1: they talked about then how
0: like it obviously it's not that sort of thing, but. We are sort of in this weird, boring dystopia in a weird way, um, as people tend to call it. And I just thought that was a really interesting, like, it reminded me of the film whose name I can never say uh, correctly, Johnny Mononic.
2: Ma- 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 johnny Mononic. Manon... Mm-hmm. M- M- johnny Mononic. F-
1: pretend there's, um, the problem is you always visualize the M at the mm-hmm. beginning. Well, no. <laughs> get rid of it. I it's visualize
0: the VHS case that the movie came in where the reel was his head.
3: How yeah, do you say the you word Still,
0: phone, when you read it.
3: How do you say the word smartphone?
0: Smartpone.
3: <laughs> yeah, Smartpone. that's the problem.
0: Smartphone. <laughs> so it's Johnny Phononic?
2: <laughs> yes. yeah.
0: Moon. Johnny say, Mnemonic. Moon. Johnny
2: hooked on phonics.
0: <laughs> there are
2: certain <laughs> words I just
0: can't say. I've learned. Um, regardless. But Johnny Mnemonic. He was a special class of person who could, he, he would download stuff onto his brain. And that's mm-hmm. the sort of future we're moving into. It's a very kind of cyberpunk. Thing, But I, I was just imagining a weird future where there's a flight full of people and they all have they're all like a sp- a special class, essentially. And it is oh, also
2: like if you're in a sorry, if you're an immune person, you can go on this one plane.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, if
0: yeah, you're
2: immune, you
1: can go you could do whatever you can go to bars, I mean, you can go to movies, you can. Right.
2: But they only is, associate with their own.
1: This is Gattaca, guys. We already did yeah. this. Gattaca did this a long yes. time ago. It's my favorite movie. Everyone knows it's my favorite movie. No, no one knows why. It's because it's right about everything. Name one thing Gattaca's been wrong about. Uh, the return of retro style cars. Okay. Correct. Electric vehicles, they sound in that movie the exact same way they sound now, that we have laws that say electric vehicles going under whatever 20 miles an hour have to make a noise. Okay? Okay. People, uh, People. two classes of people separated by nature, purely by nature of their birth, because in... Gattaca, there's a society of people who have had their genes manipulated before they were born to kind of give them an edge into society, and so those that are born naturally are taken less seriously despite the fact that they have all the same skills and potential as anyone else. Now
3: you're just reading of off course, the IMDb page.
1: <laughs> I got it right here, <laughs> I, IMDb. I, I, know, uh, I saw the
3: movie, you don't have to summarize it for me.
1: Well, hold but on, there's recently? one more thing. We're just one step away. All three of those things have happened. The only thing that we're waiting on is... Is giant industrial furnaces in the bottom, <laughs> in the bottom of your condo, so that way you can always burn a body if you need to.
0: I have two problems with Gattaca. Go ahead. Ooh. One um, the spelling. Well, we we're, we live in a, a future of, and, and we're we're presuming we live in this world where uh, a character like Ethan Hawke is using a small vacuum on his keyboard every day, and everyone goes, he's so <laughs> clean. Also, we check DNA all the time. Nothing suspicious about that. A little weird. Just a quick thought. Uh, and then um, you always save a little for the swim back. Just a little, right? Otherwise, he would drown. No,
2: that's the idea. That, that's the. That's the
1: whole point. <sighs> but then he. You didn't. Dead. You didn't watch the movie. You didn't. You didn't watch the movie. Okay. You didn't learn anything.
2: <laughs> Todd pranked me by changing his shirt.
1: Todd did change shirts right <laughs> before the pod for our listeners. Elise is wearing a bright pink, brand new funhouse shirt. Um, Todd have some fun. Funhouse shirt, but it is bright pink. And Todd through said he needed to go put on deodorant, and then returned wearing a bright pink shirt of his own.
3: Well, to be fair, I was sleeping in the shirt. I slept in the shirt that I was wearing before this.
1: <laughs> so it was <laughs> and, filthy. And this
3: is also a funhouse shirt. I don't know if you can see it, but this is the funhouse shirt before the words get printed on it. Oh, so I
1: got a, oh I, yeah, I recognize one. it cool, now. Man. Yeah, yeah those are
0: Wow, thanks for the support.
2: That's oh. kind of a
3: misprint. It's like a yeah, like a very valuable
2: baseball card or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam, I think this is a very interesting thing to examine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love talking about Gattaca. Let's talk about it some more. My skin flakes all the okay. time. I it would <laughs> just using a rock by the beach to get the skin off of me wouldn't work. <laughs>
1: I it wouldn't work, but the movie is not indicating that that would work. It's just talking about how he's so caught up I in know. this this idea of things that he's scraping a shell against his body in the ocean to try and get his junk off. Yeah, but well, here
3: let's let's drill down ahead. to the brass tacks here, though. What are like the slanderous names going to be for these two groups? What are we going to call each other? We're not going to call each other the nice name of immune's and infected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: like the Munies and. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I guess like the sullied. I don't know. Yeah, what do you call it? Like the the like the Ronad. Ronad? Oh wow. Hmm. I just. I, I, I mean, know, I could already see people salivating, like thinking of their next sci-fi novel based
1: on this concept. Or I I mean, well, there's the weak and saying. the strong. They call them the weak and the strong.
2: <laughs> we will be the the um, like the crown the crowned or something.
1: The crowned, who's yeah, what who, who is who is weak? All of us, the, the all, all of us are the weak. We're yeah, weak. Yeah, all of us are the weak. And you yeah. think Todd's
3: going to be immune? No way. No, no way. Hey. We have ninety, like what ninety five percent of Americans haven't had it. So there is a lot of us. There is a lot of it's us. True. Weaklings. Yeah. I, I call it <laughs>
0: the I call it the wild cards right now because we don't know. You know, it's it's yeah, a coin yeah, flip yeah, yeah. whether it, it's going to – and it's not worth. They talk about that a bit on the the daily podcast too, or. You know, people are talking about self-vaccinating and sort of like that. And they're like, it's like, you don't do not do that <laughs> because
2: uh, mm-hmm.
0: you don't know what the risks. I mean, you know what the risks are, but obviously you, there's no there, there's no template to derive this from. But um,
3: There are no instructions on the internet yet on how to do it. Yet. I'm working I mean, on so it. And then
0: the-, the Do <laughs> I- Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, go ahead.
3: I don't think I was. I'm
0: working on it until the government tells me to stop. Like uh, (laughs) like some pastor that was caught scamming people in the 80s. I don't know. It's just a random reference I thought of.
2: So I don't want to do like a smallpox baby party, or not smallpox, Mm (laughs) chickenpox. I don't want to do like a chickenpox baby party where I try to get chickenpox.
1: Oh, Hmm.
2: to immune myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Is that what you're telling me?
1: Well, that's up to you, right? It's it's your decision. Would you? Would you? If you could knowingly expose yourself to it? with the expectation that you might die, but Probably. also might come out the other side stronger I, for it. Do you do it? Peter Parker didn't have a choice, <laughs> but you do.
2: Yeah, and I already have a lot of responsibility. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess so.
0: Well, Why yeah. not, fuck it. Well, that, that's, the, that's sort of the question in this thing. Right now, we are being asked, on, you know, unless you're an essential worker in some capacity, would you rather be the person who, uh, has the ability to do these, uh, you know, live your life somewhat normally while the rest of us have to live inside? Um, or would you rather be the person staying inside if, if given the choice, if you knew, um, like, would you, would you be willing to accept that responsibility that like someone would be saying, Elise, you're you're immune. We need you to perform surgery on this person right now. We'll walk you through it. Don't worry. It's easy.
2: Oh, are you, I thought you were asking to ask Todd. I was asking
1: Todd, yeah. <laughs> Elise, what do you think Todd would do?
3: <laughs> I just want to know what which of the categories allows me to go back to a hookah bar. <laughs> no. I've been in one of those things in like 20 years. I forgot you know, how dumb. Wait, hold on. So wait,
1: none of this had. You haven't been to a hookah bar in twenty years. None of that has anything to do with the current global situation. You have well, just a, chosen not to visit one.
3: <laughs> it's true. But I was <laughs> thinking the other day that I wanted to go to one, and uh-huh. the, there's a lot of sharing, you know, of the hookah, and you know everybody well, smokes from it. the. But everybody smokes from the communal one, and yeah. that's probably I, like the the third or fourth leading uh, reason people get COVID is yeah. hookah bars. I mean, they
0: oh, they, probably, they clean yeah. it by like dipping it in a cup of Sprite. Like it's not. I don't know how clean it really
2: is. <laughs> It's probably been four or five years since I've been to a Hookah Bar.
1: I will say this, and I, I mean it as honestly as I can, that if I was in a situation where I knew that I was the like a good candidate to help in some way, in basically any situation, I would like <clears throat> to have the opportunity to do that. So there are lots of situations where it's, you know, you see a car wreck or something, and you're like, should I run over there and help? And you always do the math in your head where like, well, am I going to pull this person out of the car and then that's what's going to be what severs their spinal cord and I should have just waited for a professional to come or whatever. If there was someone that says like, listen, you were certified to help in these situations. So like the surgery thing, you may not be the best person, but I'm telling you that right now you're the only person that can do it. Mm -hmm. I would go for it in almost any of those situations.
2: They gave you the Captain America super serum. They were like, hey, scrawny. Hey, weak.
1: It might re- work reverse <laughs> on me.
2: You're, I mean, you're a very good person, though. Like, you're the type of person that you know that you have a rare blood type, so you give blood. Yeah, or, and you help strangers. Yeah. So.
0: so, like another situation, Todd, they they come to you. The government comes to you. To you, they, you know, like the they come in the hazmat so if suits. Can,
3: if they can find me in the hookah bar, but yeah, <laughs>
0: <can do> <laughs> you're in the back of the hookah bar. You're smoking. You're on your your digital data pad, also known as a palm pilot, and you're, you're checking <laughs> your news stories for the day. And they go, Mister Womack. We have a mission for you. We need you to fly to Illinois and carry this because I'm not allowed to fly. So And he goes,
1: he goes, he goes, he goes, who are you? <laughs> 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 and he's a caterpillar. <laughs> but I'm
0: saying, imagine that that sort of situation where now your government calls upon you, where they say, you need oh, yeah. to stop whatever you're doing and you need to travel for us because you're now a courier, because you need a, you need like, we have some medicine or something that needs to be flown, but you are on a list of people, almost like jury duty, where <laughs> you are like you're Tom Hanks
2: and Castaway. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's like, but it's like really serious chores. You're like, I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of. Uh, okay, fine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um,
3: I would only probably ask. I'd probably have a short list, and Illinois would be on that list of like places that I'd be like, well, is there yeah. anybody else? Like, I was saying, I was <laughs> saying
0: Illinois, China, <laughs> China, Illinois, the the
3: other one. I yeah, I mean, no, not that either. I I'd, I I'd, I'd okay. go yes. The answer is yes. If it was like Hawaii, uh, <laughs> Toronto, I've never been to Toronto. So it quite
1: nice. so brave. Can um, we just real quick give an applause Whistler. to Todd yeah. for his bravery?
0: I so so. This is this is Todd talking to the government saying, "I'll do it, but only if you fly
1: me to Hawaii." And they go, "That's great." No, mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. class?
3: Yeah, what class ticket is it?
1: All right, <laughs> what, class? If, what if you're going to Hawaii, Coach? but it's only a no, single day layover? Like it's just a stopover on the way to no really Kuala nice Lumpur. Okay, no,
0: you can't. This is a full days. day. Airport.
3: Uh, guys, I got back issues and stuff. I got to be able to sit by the pool and have a Mai Tai for my right, back. Right.
1: All right, right. Is this what you're Is this what you're telling the government when they're like, you're the only one who's immune? You're like, I got back issues, though. I'm not immune to those. Well, I yeah. picture a
2: scenario where there's just like there's, you know, people in masks and gloves waiting on Todd
1: mm-hmm. at the
2: pool. Their lives are endangered.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's drinking out but of a coconut.
2: The two day Mai Tai back yeah, yeah. And release.
3: So guys, it's in my contract with the government. <laughs> I have to tra- okay. I have to have a traveling hookah bar in my in my first class.
0: I, you, you you laugh, See? but that th- we we may our country may need to call upon you, Todd, and mm-hmm. we will your your small town, your small block will revere you as a hero. They'll throw parades yeah. for you when you come back. They won't. They'll spit on you.
1: <laughs> There's a scene at the end of the credits where Todd comes home and Nick Fury is waiting for him in, in his living room. Except he's wearing a grass skirt, and he says, Todd, I'm putting a team together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you Be like, like yeah, pulled whatever. fork?
0: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, hookah bar. Man. There's a question you have in your notes, Adam, mm-hmm. that uh, I thought oh, was very really interesting. The third one? Yeah, the third question.
0: Yeah, so what would you, if you were in a situation where you, I think, yeah, everyone here lives with a significant other. I'm not sure about James or at least, but. Um,
2: I live with an other. <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> I live with <laughs> a significant yeah.
2: I'm just kidding. Um,
1: Significantly annoying.
0: If your significant other was uh, immune or wild card, um, and you were not, um, like, um, what would you would you still accept the responsibility of uh, the Avengers uh, when they call on
1: you? Oh, oh, wait, wait. So what are you saying? You're saying that if you accept the risk of going to help others, you may bring the 'Cause are we immune or are we carriers? We're asymptomatic on, or are I we immune? You're
3: you're immune.
0: Mean, I will say you're completely immune and you can't pass it on. You're you're the you're the most rare okay. type. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so it's the kind of thing where I have to say to Elise, I'm sorry, I have to go to Hawaii and save Todd or something like that, right? <laughs> he like he's trapped there. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go get Todd. I'm the only one who can do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm getting low on macadamia I yeah.
0: nuts. I got to go <laughs> do something for the
1: government. Otherwise, what? We're going to watch Ad Astra another time? No, I'm going.
2: What would you do if I was infected?
1: This doesn't change anything. There's They have a they have a thing when you're doing your vows that it holds you accountable for this. It's called, till death do us part. <laughs> no, in sickness and in health, right? Like, I don't know. If she's sick, it's not going to change anything.
3: Were you if she's you sick married? and
1: I'm healthy... Mm -hmm. then we're going to just end up like the two old people at the end of Titanic, Who are cuddling on the bed as the water seeps under the door, which, by the way, is a really tender moment until you think about what happens like two and a half minutes later where they're both gasping for air and they're like, we probably should have found a better way to die together. You (laughs) have to
2: look really close because they're spooning. And if you look close, you can kind of see her struggling.
1: Yeah, yeah. A little bit like he's holding her really tight. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, pressing her down on the bed. It's like, was she 100% into this? He's going,
1: you better float.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he thought there was air inside of her. I don't know he's gonna he's like you you take a deep breath and I'll suck it out of you but then they both drown
2: Todd would your wife if you were infected would she be like I'll care for you Todd I will support you uh like
3: she'd want to but we have a baby so we actually have a plan that no I go somewhere else Mm. So she to would. Hawaii,
1: perhaps <laughs> the <laughs> finest medical treatment facility in Hawaii, and they're saying I'm gonna have to be there for about six to eight months. Sorry, babe. There's that. There's that scene in the movie The
0: Road where like the, you hear like an explosion. It's unclear of how, like how the world ends in that movie, but Viggo Mortensen jumps up and starts filling up the bathtub with water because he's just like wired that way todd books a flight to hawaii <laughs> like, <laughs> let me get on orbit yeah. <laughs> is it a z or
2: yes i can't remember uh <laughs> <laughs> he uses his wife's air miles <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna do these right yeah, yeah. honey what's the five digit pass right,
3: okay yeah. i feel like protect the, road, the boy i like that they that you kind of speaking of that movie the road based on the book by cormac mm-hmm. mccarthy yep From very Paso, Texas. never mm-hmm. heard of him uh Some guy. He, uh, I like that they did that, but I also – I want them to have to do exposition somehow <laughs> in a movie where they don't talk the whole mm-hmm. time basically yeah. about – I want to hear what it was, mm-hmm. but I want mm-hmm. to see how they would have done that. Like, So, you know, so, like pushing the shopping cart down I-95 or whatever, they're like mm-hmm. –
0: I never read the book. I only saw the movie. So.
3: Oh, me too. I just talk about books. I don't read them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have liked to see more exposition in the in the movie. Like, oh, gosh, that was crazy when the thing blew up. Mm-hmm. It, it is sort of unclear. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I, I, I think it's
0: just assumed there was like a nuclear, nuclear holocaust that, yeah. that lasted six years, I guess. Which doesn't make... Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I, this
3: is a side note, but I always get distracted in movies by... Uh, things that I don't like like I don't like to see messes being made in movies because I'm always wondering <laughs> do you when an gonna... example I want them to cut back like if somebody like just flips out and they like, break up and they're like fuck this and they like make a mess of the room they just throw a vase and they turn over a table whatever I always want them to put in a scene where somebody's picking it back up like later on you cut back mm-hmm. to it, somebody
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> do you guys not do no, that that's a PA's job <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're, you're, but you're saying, Todd, because your immersion is broken, or your your OCD kicks in. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, in really weird ways. That's fine. Like I'm not that clean. Yeah. But I don't want to see messes in
1: movies.
2: Hmm. And when that's like
3: fair. in like Avengers when they wreck New York, God, I hate that. Because I'm like, oh, God, it's yeah. gonna take to meet the city forever. Well, to that's the this. Well, that's
1: the plot of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming or whatever, and Daredevil, the TV show. It opens and well, yeah, the budgetary
3: restrictions that. imposed by. By the, by
1: the... Did, did you see uh, Fantastic Beasts?
3: No, no. Oh, I did. I just didn't like
1: it. Say the whole title. Because yeah, it's bad. But Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. J.K. Rowling's. Um, That's JK where Eddie, Eddie Redmayne's Wizarding this worlds. guy.
3: He's, he's playing what? one of these guys who. Hey, it's just <laughs> my but Fantastic did you, Beast. They'd you never must have liked those. the end
1: of that movie, <laughs> though, right? Because there was a big battle in New York yes. City. And then at the end, they were like, all right, well, we can't leave this. By the way it is. And then they use magic to fix everything and no one cares. And then they just undo it all.
3: That was the best part of the movie yeah. when they put it. So you want the more movies together. that are
1: satisfying the same way JK Rowling's Wizarding World's <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them with Grindelwald is. The ending. Yes. <laughs> that, that seems to
0: be the, the trouble with prequels in general, right? It either needs to line up or it needs to basically have no effect on the future movies because yeah. you have to set it back. So like you could do whatever you want, but it has to be set back to zero. Or, but, you say, it, like, it lines up, even though, like, if it's a prequel movie, like Star Wars, it's this big, giant mess, but it still goes. And then he became Darth Vader. And you go, I guess, yeah. okay. Seems a, little, <laughs> yeah. seems a little rushed at the end
3: there, but
1: I yeah, get it. You ever see um, the, what is it, the Wizard of Oz movie that Sam Raimi made with James Franco?
3: No. Oh, the great Oz, Great and Powerful?
1: Oz, the Great and Powerful. Great Thank and power. you. Um, that movie is like... Watching it try and meet up with the beginning of Wizard of Oz is like watching a baseball player slide into home.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, it's like you know that that <laughs> From it which always base? goes around the internet that like meme of the horse drawing where like the, the the top of the horse is like beautifully drawn, but then they clearly just like sh- mm-hmm. phone in the rest. Mm-hmm. It's like a stick figure by the end of it. Yeah, that's like movies like that that try to. To meet up and then well, don't execute
1: because it's entirely its own thing telling its own story until like the last 15 minutes, and then it's like, Oh, shit, I forgot she's green. Ah, uh... <laughs> it's like she's green, she's got a big nose, and she's the bad guy,
2: she's hmm. a total bitch. Yeah, how are we? Just... How do we
1: get that to match up? What if we just say she turns green, she goes bad, and uh she's a total bitch or whatever and you know, then they do she, that and the last 15 minutes of the movie is that transformation
3: yeah she went to boston for saint paddy's day got pushed in the river turned green i was pissed i left her. this
1: whole oz in my rib yo no. <laughs> the for town the i appreciate that thanks and everyone watching at home i appreciate the laugh too the out loud laugh that i heard <laughs> that's what they're doing i just they're not just that was one, one of my favorite
3: there. quotes that was one of my favorite quotes from that I'm going to put this whole area code in my rear view. This
2: fucking town in my rear view. Dude,
3: this whole county, bro. The township, <laughs> all of it, bro. Don't well, look at my rear view. Dude, I'm going to do circles gonna around this I'm going to do circles around this place because so everything could eventually be in my
2: rear view. I'm going to do circles <laughs> around your circles, bro, because I don't want your rear view catching up with my rear view. Hitting the rear view of my rear view bro. I
1: can't even look you in the face right now, bro, because I got to put you in my rear view.
0: We're going to learn some more about what's in our rear view after we hear from our sponsor, ExpressVPN. Being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think much about your internet privacy on your home network. You know, you fire up incognito mode on your browser and no one can see what you're doing, right? No. That is wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. And that's why when we're at home, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP can't see what sites you visited. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through expressvpn's secure servers each expressvpn server has an ip address that's shared among thousands of users that means everything you do stays anonymous and cannot be traced back to you expressvpn also encrypts 100 of your data with its best-in-class encryption so your information is always protected you use the internet with confidence from your computer tablet or smartphone because expressvpn has you covered on every device simply tap one button and you are protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest, most trusted VPN on the market. It's rated number 1 by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless more. Protect your online activity today with a VPN that we trust to secure our privacy. Visit our special link at expressvpn.com/dude and you can get an extra 3 months free on a 1-year package. That's Express, E X P R E S S VPN dot com slash dude expressvpn.com slash dude to learn more thank you thank you expressvpn for sponsoring this show sorry Todd what were you gonna say
3: no nothing no talk
0: I want to I I, well (laughs) because this next segment is all about you our guest
3: oh wow I'm honored
0: yeah Yeah, I'm producing this like a talk show except if the guest was sitting on the couch the whole time and then we kind of just talked about whatever and then said oh hey you're here let's talk you know that's how they should do it Mm -hmm. talk shows I don't know. I haven't seen and one Luis in like 10 years. Andy. <laughs> yeah, <I
3: know.
0: laughs> you can well, be
3: the stagehand. Yeah. Uh, oh, this yeah. This is so, a very comfortable couch, Conan. So,
0: well, so I apologize. I wasn't listening the last time you were on our show, and we didn't get to talk about a lot of the accomplishments you've had oh, before joining Rooster Teeth. The ultimate accomplishment you told me <laughs> uh, at a hookah bar once. Um, <laughs> so, I guess the big question a lot of people are wondering is. What did you do before Rooster Teeth, and what was Key of Awesome?
3: Well, I did, first of all, I was born just a boy, and I turned into <laughs> this over the I course thought. of several decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: You came out looking I, like that, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a stand-up comic here. I finished college here in Austin, where I am, and uh, moved to New York to do stand-up Hallie- comedy. Mm-hmm.
2: How would you describe your type of stand-up, like observational? Or- Pretty wacky. Pretty or- wacky. Did you, do a lot wacky? Of- no. did you did a lot of...
1: Did you start every set by dragging a large chest out with you? That was filled with things? Because I wanted to do a stand-up bit where I always carried with me a giant chest. And at the start of my set, I would drag out the chest, set it down, but then never open it and then drag it off again when I was done. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's worth it probably for the first three or four shows. And then you're like, I'm going to drag this fucking thing to <laughs> caucus now. Great. Uh, yeah, no, I, I moved to New York in 2000 from Austin and uh started doing stand-up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just did whatever little gig thing on the side and was doing okay and eventually kind of you know, started booking like commercials or I'd get a little part on a show or things like uh, Chappelle's show was probably the coolest thing I was on early. Oh, man. And then, um, yeah, just doing the the scene and that was really cool because they throw you into the the pit right away. You're like, right away you're on shows with like, I mean, they close the show and you're like some dummy that has to bring people to it. But like, like Jim Gaffigan and, you know, Patrice O'Neill and Greg Giraldo and, uh, you know, just... Tons of super firepower comedians. So, I mean, New York's a great place to do that. You just get, like, pounded. And then I think that really helped me out when I got into videos later on because the real way to see if something's funny is go say it in front of a group of people and then, like, feel that nothingness that comes back in person. Mm-hmm. And then that mm-hmm. makes you go, like, shit, I need to work harder and write funnier stuff. You know, because, like, internet stuff, so, like, I'm not bagging anybody, but, like, let's say the generation of the Smosh guys grew up. They never had to do that shit to anybody in person, you know? Right.
2: They just, Yeah, they never had a live audience.
3: <laughs> yeah, so they're like, you know, oh, this is funny, this is funny. And younger people who haven't seen everything are like, oh yeah, I really like that. Whereas, you know, you're 28 and you go in front of like a crowd of metropolitan people from New York City, they're going to be like, oh uh, no, well, no. Um,
0: so you, you sort of have a reverse learning curve because right now so much content is made for... Almost like single individuals and not a crowd. You are creating content where people feel like like I'm reaching through the screen and I'm talking specifically Feels, to you. Yeah. Bobby Dean and I yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like that versus getting that immediate feedback. Versus and like, it is different types of content in that regard.
3: Right. And it's also like internet stuff is more about I in my opinion, a lot of it is more about like you glom onto the personality. Mm-hmm. Like I like you guys and you can kind of do whatever I'm going to sort of watch it, you know, as long as that's mm-hmm. sort of compelling. I'm not saying people don't work hard, but mm-hmm. it's a lot about likability and, and that kind of thing. And then like something like stand up is very much like, is your hour awesome? Does Dave Chappelle blow you away with this hour of original thoughts that you're like, Oh my God, I never, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did that stuff for, I did that for six years in New York and then left to LA and I was going to quit and one of my friends who's a writer on Conan now was like, Yeah, but the only thing worse than quitting stand up, no, the only thing worse than doing stand up is quitting stand up. <laughs> so that quickly became true. So I started doing that again and I started messing around more at the UCB where I had done a lot of stuff in New York and just kind of did more sketch stuff and this and that. And then I started, I got back into stand up and I started within by about 2008, nine, 10, I was doing like more professional stuff, colleges, clubs, and corporate events and stuff like that. And then a guy I had performed with um, in New York, like we used to do these just wacky sketch shows all around town. We'd, we'd go up and do like a two man, like London DJ. We were kind of like just dicks and we, we'd get into the fights with the audience and like, I would do whatever weird characters. So my stand-up was always like weird characters crammed into stand-up. So I was actually a more uh, natural sketch comedian. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he was on, his name is Mark and he was, hired by this company who owned these YouTube channels. One was called Barely Political. And they had started with like a skeleton crew and then this really kind of cringy Obama girl video character. And that was like a huge thing in 2007. So that like started the channel in the early YouTube days. And the channel got like millions of subscribers. Then they were like, oh, a girl singing a kind of a, 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 you know, a pretty girl singing a parody is not – sustaining for that long so mm-hmm. they hired writers and this and that and i was kind of like that second wave they brought brought on in 2010 and it started being like political stuff and we sort of weaned off from that and then the key of awesome came out around i don't know 2009 that was like funny music videos mm-hmm. a lot of parodies and some originals and stuff like that um i was always more partial to the originals like the parodies are like uh they were written very cleverly but it's like i don't know it's, it's low-hanging fruit but we were just trying to survive we were dudes in our late 30s who were who had been through the ringer for like, you know, fifteen years doing comedy and You're finally that. we I had hear audience, that. So we'd do whatever hear that. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, so we, we we I was on the Barely Political Channel and they eventually changed the name to the Key of Awesome. I did like I don't know, some of the bigger things I did were like these pit bull parodies and I have a I basically have the world's <laughs> best pit bull impression, but I'm not oh. like a guy to milk one thing because I try to do a lot of different things so you mm-hmm. won't see it a lot but uh, I did that. I go, I dressed up as Voldemort and go on the street. One time I dressed up as Voldemort and went to SantaCon and I was like all in black and then there's just thousands of people dressed up as Santa and I just went around being like eh Dumbledore told me this was Voldemort what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? What is this? And I just interviewed people so I don't know I, I just do wacky stuff like that so uh, eventually that came to an end at, uh, because this is a weird part. This is actually the actually interesting part. During about 2011, um, y- Google slash YouTube, it's the same company, right, um, bought the company that owned us, Next New Network. So I actually worked within YouTube as an employee of YouTube while making comedy videos.
0: What, what was the fact, reasoning? I remember, I've heard that part of the story, but what was the reasoning behind yeah. Google buying a YouTube channel?
3: So we were like a piece of the company that they bought. We were the piece that got that company to the place they were. They were like, Oh, look at this. Look what we do for our creators. We enable these creators. And you have like these, it was the Gregory brothers and like us, Gregory mm-hmm. brothers were like on a different deal. We were fully owned. They were like kind of, side-owned mm-hmm. but it was like you have these people really talented people making these great things and then the company kind of takes the credit and goes look at what we're able to do for the company and the corporate people are like oh yeah yeah companies do that and they buy the company and then you are like these three idiots in the corner are making videos and we just kind of mm-hmm. came with the deal
1: mm-hmm. in yeah, fact yeah. right
3: away every like the admins and everybody got full-time google jobs and we were turned into uh temps <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. which was really fucking irritating because we were making like 500 million views a year and like mm-hmm. working our asses off, 90, 90 hours a week, shooting outside in freezing conditions. Like we were just really, really grinding. And um,
0: sounds like temp work, yeah.
2: Uh. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. But eventually, we you know we started doing things for Google. Like we'd make like videos for them. We'd, we'd make mm. funny things. We we we'd guinea pig YouTube features. Like we actually talked to the the YouTube team of engineers would come in and like be like, "Hey, what do you guys think about this and that?" And what's striking about that is at that time, they didn't like really know YouTube. They didn't use it. We were on it every day and used it and they they were just kind of like, "Oh, we think the creators would really like this." And, blah, blah, blah. and we we're like, "You you'll never use, you'll never see mm-hmm. that feature used. Why would you do mm-hmm. that?" Yeah. You know, there's just so much money for to enable all those things. But eventually a new like a lot of corporate things end. A new guy got put in charge of the division and that division was um the st- the YouTube spaces. So you'll hear about these YouTube spaces. You guys work from around the corner from one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually hosted the opening party for that and, and shot a bunch of stuff there. And, have, uh, I have there's one in there,
0: like, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's one in like London, New York. Yeah. There's ones in Germany and Tokyo and all this stuff. So that was the d- department that was doing that. That was the company that got bought. Um, and so I, we would like worked within that but also we're doing like YouTube videos big YouTube videos for the whole you know sketch fake commercials were my favorite thing mm-hmm. music parodies this that so at some point somebody else got in charge and he's like okay we don't need fucking comedians here shut this off <laughs> and uh, I was my wife and I were uh, just you know dating at the time and we were like she 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 went to New York to be a dancer um, like a real one and uh, and <laughs>
2: who so
1: whoever's oh, yeah, like it's funny, me, Todd. It's, is that it, what you're saying? It's funny. Not it's, what I do. You you said a dancer, and I immediately like pictured ballet. <laughs> but then when you said a real one, I pictured spinning on a stripper pole. <laughs> so. No,
2: it's the other way.
0: The other way. Yeah. Well, yeah. You. It's that was the conversation they had in the film Independence Day when the the first ladies with was its it Vivica a. Fox? It's it's, yes. it's Will Smith's wife. She goes. He goes, "What do you do, honey?" He goes, "Oh, I'm a dancer." She goes, "Ah, oh, the ballet." She goes, "No, people put money in a g-string," and she goes,
2: "Ah, oh, like
0: like clutches." <laughs> so of you're pearls. telling me,
2: the character of Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers was not based off of your wife. So you're saying? No, no, she's not Hispanic.
3: Um, Yet. And Yet. we, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we just moved, we moved back to Austin. My family's here, you know. And I knew Matt and Bernie from like top creator events and whatever. Um, so I took kind of a lowly position at Rooster Teeth. And mm-hmm. uh, in the broadcast department, just because I wanted to work there and be in Austin and leave New York and just have a different chapter in life, and uh, yeah, we got we got married. We've been here four years. Got married. Been at Rooster Teeth three years, and uh, we have a kiddo. And I feel uh... like I'm the manager of the RT core. I'm
2: the su- manager and supervising producer of the RT core group. Mm-hmm. So... Sorry, with the with the like lag and stuff, it's really hard to tell if people are talking and when. <laughs> I've I've um... learned to
0: not look at the webcam ever. Because we have the we have the video feed, I look to
3: the side and I just listen. Oh, it, it. it
0: changes my world. I it's crazy. That. Brave. I, I that's my life
3: it. summary. That's my life summary. I, I, I thank you for letting me air those grievances. No,
0: <laughs> I, I I just wanted our I I've I've known of your history for you know obviously a while, but I didn't think our audience did, and I thought it was an interesting yeah. story, and I wanted them to learn a little little bit
3: about I appreciate you know, that
0: learn a little something from the team. Yeah, I just yeah. make, I make comedy
3: yeah. of like lots of different kinds. It's fun. And I really enjoy talking with you guys. I and mean, with the exception of uh, James, everybody here is really mm-hmm. nice and, and you're,
2: talented.
0: And, and your wife I is not you. a stripper. <laughs> we <got it. laughs>
2: well, what, what I wanted to say was that I feel like you are one of the, the best. Well, the worst in that you are one of the best kept secrets at Rooster Teeth because you're by far one of the funniest people there. But it, a lot of the general audience might not know that you work at Rooster Teeth or, see you in content and stuff because yeah. I really didn't know when you were in broadcast like we had never really crossed crossed paths. It,
1: it wasn't until Gork's Quest yep, that I was like I was like, who is this Tom guy? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tom Wopat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, no,
3: I, honestly, a lot of that turns comes down to like phase of life. Like I was kind of like, you know, I've been sort of tap dancing and performing for for years and like a lot of that was not successful like financially mm-hmm. you know it was a struggle so once i got to a point where i was like paying my bills and doing okay you know it's like i you know i'm I'm in my early 40s so i was like you know that's okay for me i kind of mm-hmm. like how do you transition that out of that how well, do you question yeah. you know what i mean are we gonna get a tata sense now then? that's what i
1: was gonna ask yeah Ta-ta-sense. would you oh, ever yeah, I'm like always,
3: i'm always like writing jokes and like making things and We actually have, uh, Andrew Rosas and I started a show uh, called Screen Time, and it's just like a Mystery Science Theater kind of thing Mm -hmm. on the, you can see it on RTTV Mm -hmm. uh, on Sundays from 3 to 5, and Andrew is amazing at that.
1: Sorry. Very Mm -hmm.
3: amazing, but we like to do a little comedy piece up front.
1: Do you guys um, just comment on the movie as it goes, or do you write jokes for it the same way that, uh, you know, Mystery Science Theater? we write jokes. Yeah, yeah.
3: So that's, that's kind of the difference is like a lot of the the core stuff, the RT core stuff is, uh, you know, kind of just going with the flow, more podcasty, like reaction Mm -hmm. stuff. But, you know, I think Andrew and myself and a couple of other people are from a world of like, had done a lot more writing and it's just a little more comfortable to do that stuff. Do
2: you, do you look down at our theater modes then that are not pre-written? He
1: doesn't know. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Well, I have always I mean honestly, like in terms of talking comedy, I always feel like um, you know, we've been compared. <clears throat> People go, what do you do? You know, oh, like, and if yeah. they're not familiar with the world, like a lot like, of Mom. times the thing I'll default to yeah. is you know mystery science theater? Yes, of course. It's basically that with video games, right? Um, yeah. except being in it, I've always known that isn't the case. Um what we do, and it's something that I Struggle with a lot and I'm glad it's brought success for myself and the people I care about and and stuff but it's always the first joke and sometimes the first joke is funny but I feel like like at least seven out of 10 times the the revision of the joke and the second joke and the third joke and the fourth joke are always way funnier. Um,
2: and there's a, there's an element to the spontaneity and off the cuff that you you can't recapture sometimes Yeah, and, I, and it does feed into the comedy in a way that like you'll even if you you know pre-wrote it you won't. yeah Yeah, it. absolutely,
1: but, but I just think like it's it's like you were saying it, it, I think what we do is more about the personality stuff um, So you know you guys as are long like as in what between, I'm doing
3: though, you know, you guys are all really funny and a tight group and so you multiply You know, Mm -hmm. like the the connections, I think, multiply, make you guys like nine times as funny as regular three people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I I always feel like a fraud in a lot of cases when it comes to comedy because I as much as I wanted to. It's it's I'm not um, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, I am grateful for the path that I took because it allowed me to work with people I care about and and be successful to some extent in doing that and do a lot of amazing things and meet a lot of amazing people and see a lot of great stuff. But part of me is like, I never really got to go down that path of like what you were describing, which is like performing for strangers Counting and the like, pavement. yeah, I mean, we did technically we did. We started a channel with nothing and then built it up to have an audience. So at some point you were performing for strangers who didn't know who you are and don't care But you don't get that that what you're talking about is like that that silent feedback of like that failed miserably. Um, And so it's one of those things where I always said, like, you know, if something happened with this or things ended, it's like, I think I might throw myself into that fire just to feel it. The few times I've done stand up comedy, I've been very lucky that they've been set up and advertised and stuff. So the people there, it's still an extension of personality. Um, for a lot of cases, but, like, just going to open mics and just, like, standing up in front of strangers and getting that, like, kinetic feedback of, like, is this thing you came up with and how you presented it funny, truly funny, Um, or is it because people know you? Is something that I always wanted to add to my comedic repertoire and feel like a fraud for not having.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's all, whatever, you have the audience. I mean, that's the important thing. The hard part is to get people to give a shit, like... Mm -hmm. Are you funny? Yeah, you're funny. I can tell you that. So there's that. Solved. Like I, I'm sorry, it cut out times. for
1: a second? It cut out for a second. Could you could you repeat that? <laughs>
3: you said you look funny, and that's oh. almost as good as being funny. Uh-huh. And uh, having that audience is the thing, though. Then, mm-hmm. if you really want to do stand-up, you know, then you can actually have a room full of people for sure mm-hmm. that are there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you go see Chris Rock, you know what's going to—you're not like, all right, I'm going to give this kid a <laughs> chance. Like, you know yeah, he yeah. Is. You bought <laughs> yeah. the ticket. That's
2: why he has the venue. I go, I go. this is the director of Jigsaw.
1: Or <laughs> no, no, Spiral, Spiral, it. Spiral. I don't think he directed it either.
2: <laughs> no, Chris Rock? Yeah.
1: Spiral. Yeah. But
2: he. I'm... He's the, what is he on it? Executive producer. He's a producer, yeah. He yeah. just likes
1: Saw. He likes the Saw movies. I...
2: He,
0: he had drinks with Blumhouse and said, when you bring in Saw back, like, do you want to bring mm-hmm. it back? And he said, me. <clears throat> and now we have new Saws.
3: Do you guys want to see my investor pitch, by the way? You guys might have a little... Fun yeah, I got money. a clip. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I brought a Let's clip. This yeah, is just yeah. from Screen Time. This is just something loose we were doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tee this up. Um, uh, it, it goes on for much longer, but it's just, is just a little clip here. Yeah. And this is an invention that I came up with that I think a lot of people could make a lot of money on. I wanted Ooh. you guys to get it on the ground. We invested. For.
1: Career shift again. James yeah. and I invested. So this is me
3: um. showing John and Andrew from my group my video that I made my presentation video for an, the investment. All
1: right
3: welcome investors to the digital timeshare an incredible opportunity and the wave of the future I love look this at already. me now i'm in tahiti oh my god i'm having so much oh my fun god. in this digital timeshare whoa tahitian coffee the very best <laughs>
2: did you guys
0: hear that i i, un, I unmuted it I, for that part i yes. did yeah. Yeah, yeah can i yes. tell you my okay.
2: favorite my favorite thing about that is you do what what I do, which is you're showing people this and you just have unbridled joy on your face. And I am so, I'm so guilty of that myself. But I love it. I think it's so cute and so endearing. Well, you we mentioned...
1: you Go ahead. No, yeah, you. I, you mentioned how you like to do character stuff and everything. And, you know, obviously, Elise can tell you more about her comedic sensibilities than I can, but like... It's the interesting thing where if you say to Elise, like, oh, why don't you just go up and like be entertaining in front of this person? She'll be like, why would anyone care? I'm not entertaining. But if you put a wig on her and a fake mustache, then then she's then I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, stand back. I will entertain them. And then marches (laughs) forth like as long as she doesn't have to be Elise, she transforms. Do you feel like that's your case? Oh, for
3: sure. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. learned to – because, like, stand-up, there's, like, the setup part, which is you, and then, like, I would always escape to the character, you know, Mm -hmm. within the joke. But I think I got enough of that to where I can, like, be myself. Actually, the first thing – like, regular acting is hard, and that's actually the first thing we actually worked together on was for um, Arizona Circle. Mm -hmm. You guys needed uh, an FBI agent, and you were looking for somebody who looked like an adult and was free (laughs) – I mean, that was me.
2: No, I mean that. I that was not it. We. Were, I think uh t- Josh especially was like very much in awe of how talented you are, and oh. was like, "We got to get. We got to find something there, for Todd, and he's yeah. great for this." But that there was fun. That was hard. I was a straight man, like an
3: FBI agent. So I started watching the X Files, like just to, like <laughs> be like, well, "How do these fuckers act again?"
2: <laughs> but you were perfect for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That especially the thing is, especially next to Josh in oh. that, because Josh is. Like, I think if so, if you just saw him walking down the street, like if you were coming out of a Starbucks as he was coming in, you'd be like, all right, stand out of this guy's way because he probably is frowning. He's got a beard, and he has this, like, aura about him or whatever. Well, it's a cop. Like, I don't I have any money. I, I don't,
3: don't have help. any money. Sorry.
1: Sorry.
2: I don't
1: have any money. <laughs> as, as, soon as, as soon as you put a camera on him, you're like, oh, he, no, he's a goofy cartoon. Oh, yeah. When, yeah. He's, he's, when car- he's
2: being cool yeah. or, like, yeah. tough, it's like, so funny.
1: Yeah. And, like, even him just, like, walking forward, you're like, oh, no, that that's, like, yeah, it looks like putting a baby in, <laughs> in like, adult clothes and stuff. And it's just something about who he is as soon as you put that camera on him.
2: Well, because he he also really loves it in, like, these yeah, too. but
1: I think in that case it was really nice to have you as the straight man
2: mm-hmm.
1: for that scene because everyone else was such a cartoon you have Blaine in the suit you know like you have the,
2: the detective rascal sketches is what about the detective about. rascal yeah. sketch yeah
1: Um and so I think it was a perfect a perfect compliment in my opinion but I now knowing how you like to do character stuff part of me is like I wish we found something else yeah somewhere, somewhere else to inject you well, so yeah. that way you could do it maybe Season you two? have a piece of
3: my budget I'll give you a yes. piece of my group's budget because mm-hmm. I have to do the budgets now. I'm an adult and then, Perfect. you know, did yeah. I say that on air.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, that's a, meant that's meant contractually. That. It's always It's always on air. It's never not mm-hmm. off air. Uh, speaking of which uh, real quick, just want to say, Todd, thank you for all of that. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I think it's really cool to hear from our guests and especially those who have a, a great little history like that. We're going to move on to a new segment, but before we do that, just want to do a quick little ad break. From our sponsor, Quip. Right now, we're all probably getting a lot of food delivered, so why not add your toothbrush routine to the mix? No, I am not personally coming to your house to brush your teeth. Instead, we have the next best thing. That's Quip. Let's go ahead and talk about brushing our teeth. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more people forget to floss daily. Good health starts with good habits, and Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has time sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute routine. I really like this because it makes sure that I brush my teeth perfectly every night before I go to bed. And it's got a little reminder inside of my face. Quip also has an eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life and expanding string that helps to clean all the space in between. Quip brush heads, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. And shipping is always free. Join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip, starting at $25. So if you go to getquip.com dude right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill for free at getquip.com dude. Once again, that is getquip.com slash dude. Quip, the Good Habits Company. Thank you, Quip. Uh,
3: are you? Are you guys? Sorry. No, no, good. Good. Go no good. I. Are you guys not amazed? I'm amazed that it took a pandemic for people to actually start using, in mass, like video talking. Mm. You know what I mean. Like, like how
1: convenient this is?
3: I, yeah, like, okay, so my whole yeah. childhood was like, you see on a like night Rider or something, you're like, oh my God, they're talking through the TV. And mm-hmm. you're like, as soon as that's available, I'm going to do that all day long, all day long. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've had it for several years now and nobody fucking does it. It's
2: right? because social constructs and the institutions in place prevent us from being our digital forms. Like digital timeshares, that's genius. <laughs> okay, why are we only seeing that now? I, it's because now we're finally free to be our, our future selves. My my theory is because in order for it
0: to work, you have to look into the lens, and no one wants to stare into a lens. They want to look at their own
1: beautiful self. So they're always looking. So it's always this. Hey, good to see you. Embedded monitor, yeah. Uh Embedded monitor (laughs) technology would go a long way. I mean, I think it's such a waste because I could have done this gag so much longer ago.
0: (laughs) 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 I I think I think it will. I don't know. I think we're yeah I think video technology is awesome I'm with you there Todd where it's like when we were all young we're like video calls flying cars like we got half of that you know we're, mm-hmm. we're there like maybe yeah. maybe even with drones it's getting even closer so it's like it's pretty cool but then the reality is well I don't want to do that because I texting is really the, the best way it, it's like leaving a message that you can read anytime and you don't have to yeah you know it's like most people I feel like have their phone on mute all the time anyway
1: I'll say this having the isolation has led to me appreciating sitting on a call a little bit more like like I don't know just like getting into a voice chat with someone and then doing like I was hanging out with a friend this weekend in that we were both in the same discord and doing something kind of like silently but together. And then occasionally just like, hey, man, what's this? Like, you just yeah, you just have the, an open on the phone line of
2: playing Animal Crossing. I was
1: on the phone playing Animal Crossing. I've been, I was playing some civilization with Joel. And so like, but it was like an open line of communication. And normally I would be like, no, why would we ever why would I ever do that? Unless I needed to talk to you specifically about something. Why would I ever do that? Mm-hmm. But given this, I have appreciated that more texting. I feel like I am less yeah. into, but. Uh, it's, yeah. that's an efficiency thing
3: I was really prepared for this I mean I went to high school and college in the 90s so I'm like mm-hmm. dude I'll just play my CDs and call people on the phone I'm, I've am i been doing this forever ra- the tree. he
1: ran to under his bed and pulled out an old shoebox that had his pager in it a
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, little nirvana
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> ready um,
0: well uh, well I want to inter- oh I guess I should never said this uh, well, uh, I'll, I'm just thinking of coming back out of the ad break uh, thank you Quip There it is. Uh, All right. I want to move on to our last segment of the show. It's a new thing I'm working on. It's a little thing that I like to call good news, bad news. No, I didn't make that title card five minutes before the show, James. Why would you ask that? I
1: was just going to say that looks like the the exact same titling for the Gerard Butler, Katherine Heigl movie. What was it called? It used the "You're right and you're wrong, you're left and you're right." You're What's that movie? Gerard Butler and Catherine. You Heigl a movie it. Together. I don't know. Oh, and I'm pretty sure that's the same font and logo. Come on, guys. I just Gerard thought it Butler was a long it was, it,
0: it was. in our our library. I don't. I, here's the thing. I could look that up through the power of Google. I could say the word Gerard Butler, Catherine Heigl movie, and it would give me the title. I don't want to look it up.
2: Yeah. yeah what's right going to happen
3: after that? We'll it, be like, uh, yeah, yeah. That's and, it it's going
0: to show me a picture of him leaning on her and yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's yeah, going to yeah. be a white background. I can already see it and I don't want to. And the logo is the same. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> is this the bad
2: news I first?
0: Know. Well, I, I feel like <laughs> at, at the very least I want everyone here to be neutral. Uh, obviously I want you to feel a little high. I don't want you to feel low. So I'm going to give you all okay. a good story and then to balance okay. it all out, I'm going to give you a bad news story. Uh, Typically, I would normally ask you guys which one you want first, but I'm in I'm hosting this. So uh, I'm telling you. So first, some good news, Uh, solar energy in Germany is performing better than ever due to the reduction of carbon emissions. They produced over 32,000 megawatts on Monday. Pretty cool.
1: Just pure solar energy. Just is that because the skies are clearer? Yeah, and they're absorbing yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah, look at that. Come and on, it, guys. It, it's Let's it's drive less.
0: Well, it's kind of showing that, like, hey, once we start to reduce on one thing, uh, we're going to be getting more power from another. So hopefully, it all sort of bounces out and to keep this in air. Itself. It's pretty cool. Can I just
2: say, look on Todd's face, skeptical. I could tell he, he's not happy with this news. He's yeah, from a coal town. Yeah, <laughs> I just.
0: I get it. The sun should stay home too. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rules are for everyone. Well, to balance it out for the, for the tods of the world, the bad news story is uh, Solar Roads, which was a very popular Indiegogo. It's also, I think it's called like Solar Roads Damn it or something, some cool, edgy name. Um, they had their Sandpoint installation vandalized the other day. Uh, this is a, a company that's trying mm-hmm. to make uh, like basically everything solar. So, like highways mm-hmm. and walkways. Uh, looks like someone just kind of hit it with a hammer. And, uh, what
1: I don't understand is yeah. there. Can we see? Uh, yeah. What it is? I'll pull it up here. Go for it. I'm just curious. What? Oh, okay. So it's just a little thing. Okay, it's a little platform. They're mm-hmm. testing it. There, Why is this an IndieGoGo? Why am I? It raised like two million dollars, so they can start
0: building. A lot of people have called it but stupid.
1: But it's the, oh, so it's raising money to install things. Mm-hmm. Publicly, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Like imagine
0: imagine if everything was solar panels yeah, yeah. just constantly creating energy, except it looks like if you walk on it it breaks. So bad news. Sorry everyone. <laughs> um
1: bunch of dicks. I mean here's the thing. A regular road, if you took a crowbar to a regular road, it would also ruin that road. Mm-hmm. So we can't cause this as a strike against solar roads, right? It's a strike against roads in general. They are weak.
3: What about driving a car on it? Would it Would it it withstand that?
1: I just went to the Indiegogo site and there was a picture of a moose walking on the road and it seemed to be okay, so I can only assume (laughs) cars are fine, too. But
3: a hammer, you throw a hammer into the game. Some
1: some of the
0: comments were saying like, oh, if only there was a way to put solar panels somewhere higher where you couldn't hit it with a hammer. Too bad. What are you going to do? Make floating technology? Get out of here. Uh, on to some good news. Uh, basketball player, our former basketball player and baseball player and golfer. Baseball player. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan is donating his entire share of the proceeds from the Last Dance documentary to charitable causes. Very good mm, on Michael Jordan. Very okay. nice. Yeah. MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, some bad news, though. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that Michael Jordan got his dad killed in the 90s due to his crippling gambling addiction.
1: Yeah. That's I not really that. that news, though. Is nah, that really news. i
3: I saw some Reddit post about that too, but hmm. do you know how fucking rich Michael Jordan is? Yeah. Very rich. And how much of it he spent on
0: gambling, especially how rich. Oh yeah. How, uh, how rich. Sorry.
3: Go to celebritynetworth.com did well you, that Well, uh, that's no read... indication
0: because I'm going to look up Todd right now and it's going to say $4 billion.
2: <laughs> I sent you an article about Michael Jordan's watch collection. Do you guys happen to read I it? I saw it. Yeah. Yes. Um, it describes one watch that he owns which is a watch made with real tires from like formula one race cars that have won. So even his watch is a winner. Like he accepts no less.
0: I, I will give this to Michael Jordan. You know? He is the only man post Hitler that pulled off that mustache and said, what are you going to do about it?
2: I, I'm not the only, I thank God you said, cause I'm, I feel like I'm the only person that looks at that mustache and is like, Michael, it's a little narrow.
1: Hmm. it is a little narrow but he can do whatever hmm. he wants because he's a winner he he was on Did you guys
3: see the documentary by the way hmm.
1: were you watching yeah no. no. i'd like
3: to Ah, uh, yeah i was a big basketball nerd in the 90s so that was like i couldn't wait for that i watched it on tv like at a time i felt like a like an old person watching murder she wrote or something <laughs> have you guys ever done that like going to to a tv at a time to see something that's being broadcast the
1: last time i watched something at a time I think we watched an SNL once. I think maybe the Eddie Murphy. No, I don't know. We watched an SNL within the last year at a time streaming on a on demand thing.
0: I think uh, nothing signifies the death more than what happened recently where uh, I was working in the office. Jess came in and goes, hey, how do we like how do we do the direct TV thing? How do we go to the channel? She's like, they're doing this thing right now. Lady Gaga's performing and they're showing it. And so we have to find it on the Internet. It was on MTV, except they, they were streaming it on Twitter at the same time. And the broadcast was, I think, ahead and the stream was behind. So Jess was watching it on her phone. By the time I got it working on TV, Lady Gaga was done and no. it had moved on. And I was like, okay, well, no, well. maybe we don't watch TV live anymore. I mean, I wait,
1: know. when it comes to like HBO stuff, like Game of Thrones, everyone was basically doing it, right? Everyone was tuning in as soon as the video was unlocking at 9 p.m. <laughs> and then watching yeah. it, right? Yeah. So okay.
3: around that time. Well, yeah, right.
1: yeah. Okay, I'm Close gonna finish shot. up
0: the segment.
3: This is uh this is kind of up
0: to you guys. These are um sort of uh you know, a throwback to earlier in the show. These are my wild cards. They could be good news or bad mm-hmm. news, you tell me. Um yeah. first news, uh Venom two has been delayed to June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. I don't know. So I don't know if that's good
1: news or bad news. That's good news for me. Okay.
3: But what did you guys The longer bad we can news. go
1: without another Venom, the better. <laughs> um <laughs> Bad news. I enjoyed that.
3: I enjoyed Tom Hardy. City. Yeah. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Venom.
1: I'm. I'm also. I didn't uh, mind it when say, you say do
3: like that? Venom. <laughs> Is that not how it's pronounced? <laughs> Venom. At <laughs> I Pronounce
0: it. Th- th- Venom. This also could be a. I mean, we still don't know a Suicide Squad situation where they go. Didn't care for the first mm-hmm. one. Oh, you're doing it. You're doing it again. But now
1: you have a dir- a competent See, director. And I wish. I wish that were the case. But I'm going to toss a bad news in here for you. Mm-hmm. That they released the title of the film. What is it? And it's called Venom. There will be Carnage, which mm. is the second worst line from the movie. So, mm. the first worst line being "Sorry about Venom." Sorry about Venom. <laughs> Sorry about Venom. And but then Todd, the second worst line is Todd when the character it. Carnage goes, "There will be Carnage," wearing a Party City wig. So, well,
3: although there were tons of messes in that movie created by Venom. I kind of liked it, (laughs) but that was the case where, you know, I saw it in the timeline where everybody panned it and then it just went away. And then it was like for like $2 or something like wait. And I was like, Hey, hon, you want to watch this things? Whatever. And we watched Mm -hmm. it. We're like, that was fun. No expectations.
1: Here's here's the problem with the timeline. It made a billion (laughs) dollars. That bothered, that's what bothered me. I'm okay with movies being bad, but when they're successful and bad, That's what bothers me the most. Then I can't just be like, eh, they're harmless.
3: What's the most successful worst movie?
1: I mean, I would put Venom up there as being pretty successful and terrible. I would also add Suicide Squad Squad is also terrible, but very successful. So, both of those I don't want to say
0: Avatar, but my brain says Avatar. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I didn't like Avatar. I think Avatar was at least competently Mm -hmm. made. I I I don't know that 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 it lasts, but I think it was like at least a functioning thing. Dude, or, as
3: like an accent nerd, I hated that the guy, you could hear his like Aussie accent. He was trying to do that like bland East oh, Coast so, accent. Oh, yeah. And oh, you yeah. could just hear him being like, we got to save those blue people. <laughs> I didn't do <laughs> nothing to nobody. Well, you know, they, they they're out there. They spent a quarter of a billion dollars <laughs>
0: on the movie and they said, oh, hey, J- James, we got to we gotta cast somebody. He's like, ah, you,
3: boy, what day is
1: it? Yeah, yeah.
3: It's our <laughs> day, well, sir. Him, th- th- th-
0: Yes.
1: we'll You're just use star. a mannequin that's sam worthington huh <laughs>
3: like that guy in orlando bloom were just in the right place at the right time I mean, and learned to blo- <laughs> a chili's <was> good <laughs> you know well, at like, universal
1: studios I've, i guess i've told you my theory right
2: this me. happens I a lot you, I
1: don't know if you told todd i haven't i haven't told todd uh, australian actors right they get cast in these roles because they go into the meeting and they're like we want you to meet we want you, you to meet Sam Worthington, Orlando oh, bring Bloom. Bring him in. Bring him, oh, him in. Yeah. He goes, "Hello, hello. Well, how's it going in here? Oh, hey,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: so, what's this here? Yeah, you got your paper shredder here? like yeah, shred- the way you like, say
2: it, paper shredder. Paper
1: shredder. Yeah, oh, I got all this so stuff endearing. here. You know, back in the coast, like Gold Coast. I used to go uh, surfing. Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I'm, I'm from Australia, swimming mm-hmm. along coral. And it's all and it's this most amazing meeting in the world. And they're like, let's put him in the movie. And they go, he's American. And then he shows up on set, and he's like hello, I. how are you doing? <laughs> well, as soon as you remove the Australian yeah. from these Australians, they become boring people, I think, is basically what it is. And with there's a the lot of actors that fit this bill.
3: With the exception of Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman.
1: Well, yeah. Sure. I mean, some of them, some are very talented. I think Chris, Chris Hemsworth is incredibly, is incredibly yeah. charismatic and talented, to, even when you remove the Australian from him. But I think a lot of those other actors... The dude who played John Connor in Terminator Genesis, and he's also in Planet of the... He's in a bunch of movies. It's like Jackson Uh, Clark, which is also
0: a boring name.
2: Oh, it's Jason Clark? Jason Jason Clark. Clark. Yeah.
1: He's just Mr. Boring in everything. But I bet he goes into those auditions and he kills them. (laughs) I like that guy.
0: All right, and your final wild card news story, Chris Pine is a, uh, will be starring in the Saint reboot.
1: That's the story for James. Check,
2: please. Check,
1: please. <laughs> is that cuz you want it? You you want it or you're leaving?
0: No time to discuss it. Uh that's it for our show today. Thank you everyone. For watching. Todd, Thank you so much for guesting again. Uh I I hope we uh, hope everyone learned a little something about you, whether they wanted to Eddie or not.
3: Anytime, mate. Oh, that's why we
0: yeah, I know. I'm sorry. He was he did <laughs> You did Australian in the casting audition. I love on the show. Yeah.
3: I believe I got stuck in the Aussie accent. Gonna have to talk to the wife about some things. <laughs> that's Not cleaning of, up enough. It's, like right?
0: it's more New Zealand than anything, but you're—you
3: know—you're hired. Everybody's stuck at home. Nobody cares. <laughs> but we've written you a twenty <laughs> yeah, million dollar
0: check. You're—you're in the—you're in the, you're in the mm-hmm. Avatar. You're Avatar. They cut out the ponytail sex scene from Disney Plus. Bad news, everyone. Uh, we got Are a couple. Really?
1: Yeah. What? He doesn't know.
0: Okay. No, no, that's what I heard. Yeah, they, they cut, they cut the, the sex scene. They didn't like that. Oh. Yeah, but I think he still fuses with the horse thing. Anyway, we got some stuff coming up this weekend. Uh, we got a Predator live stream uh, coming up on Friday the 24th. Uh, right now, Elise, t- tell me if I'm right with these times from 5 to 7 p.m.
2: I think it's at 5.30 we have to check.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. About her. But, She's very but, uh, charismatic. Yeah. This one. Well, uh, keep, keep an eye on the Twitter for
0: the official 4:30. times, but sometime between five and seven, I uh, will be doing that. We also have a new board as hell going up. This one, we're playing a little game called Sonar, James. It's, uh,
1: Submarines. Yeah, we're it's, it's teaming up John Smith and I versus Elise and Adam in a ultimate submarine dog fight. That's right. Dog <laughs> flight fights apply to underwater things too. Oh, like a seal fight
0: uh, and then finally we have an Animal Crossing gameplay going up on Sunday I think this is first of many videos that we're doing on this I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see how it all turns out so can't wait to see part it part
2: one of two yeah. we're touring, touring half islands. of the islands in this first video and then we'll see the rest of our Animal Crossing Funhouse Players Islands in mm-hmm. the second follow up video
0: mm-hmm. awesome can't wait to see it well thank you guys for being on the show thank you everyone for watching Todd once again thank you very much yeah Check- and, Todd, and you've Todd got anything like, coming up for you y- yeah. yeah
3: exactly uh, Screen time <laughs> RTTV 3 Central Relax We have a beer We make some jokes And then we Cry because it's Sunday night And then the next morning Is Monday
2: Yep uh-huh. I hear that
1: Any any chance of seeing Any more timeshare Showing up in that
3: <laughs> The digital timeshare Is just a piece Of The investor puzzle Which I'm putting together At a seminar In Boca Raton <laughs> Which You can come to In a Zoom meeting Just bring your wallet
1: Great, perfect, fantastic! I'll be there.
0: <laughs> all right, everyone, thank you so much for all your uh, your views and your ears listening. I uh, hope the drive was good, or the the sit out outside was doing doing your doing your wonders for your skin. So we'll see you next time. No, put that hookah down, Todd. It's Todd been, had a pen. It's infected. He
1: had a pen this whole time, and I wanted to ask him what he was planning to do. It like taking notes. Like, remember, I'm from the to
3: 90s. I told you, dude, I'm from to... the 90s. I'm from the 90s. You're not, 90s. 90s.
2: You're not time traveler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll see you next time. And to our live Hi. audience and our first members, thank you so much for watching this while it happened. You got to see how the magic is made. And guess what? It's pretty magical.
3: <laughs> I'm here from the 90s. Tell me about the
0: <laughs> 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 CDs are dead uh, and they don't cost $18 anymore. <laughs>
3: what? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's Michael All
1: Jackson, right. up to The goal: make your opponents crack. But if you laugh, smile, or smirk, does it? It was, it was me. You're eliminated.